Welcome to Blue Jays Happy Hour, episode 100. And uh, Stoughton, I think we're maybe about to lose some listeners because it's <laughs> time to wade into the Anthony Bass situation. But that is uh, that comes with the territory of not being a terrible person, or at least trying not to be a terrible person, whereas Bass is uh, has sort of done the opposite. So I think what we need to do is run down a little bit the sequence of events. I don't know how many people need a recap. I think it's uh, it's really been circulating. If you want to know what's going on, I'm sure you know what's going on. But we can just look at sort of what the steps were here and how we got to where we got, which is a weird place. Like, this is still an ongoing story, right? Like, Anthony Bass is still on the roster of the Toronto Blue Jays, and he's still a pitcher that the team is using. So until that's no longer the case... Uh, this is an ongoing story. But that being said, there's already been like four different steps here. Um, so I thought we just, yeah, kind of go chronologically. Um, I'm not saying that we're the best two human beings on the planet to sort this out, but we're going to sort this out to the best of our abilities. Fair? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. So basically this all starts with Anthony Bass reposting, I believe deleting and reposting again. I'm not exactly sure about the mechanics of his Instagram account, which you guys will be shocked to know I'm not a follower of. Um, So he basically reposted a pretty definitively anti-LGBTQ plus post. Like the post was from a guy using... um, the he was using a biblical quote essentially to justify um, boycotting Target, boycotting Bud Light, basically boycotting companies that have shown any support whatsoever for what Anthony Bass and no one else in the world would describe as the Pride community. And <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, Target has these clothes, and I don't remember the exact slogans on them, but they're things like "I'll be proud of you, whoever you are." Trans people exist. Um, things of that nature. And, you know, pretty much the most generic stuff you can imagine in the realm of, like, inclusivity. And yet, obviously, this is extremely offensive to a large group of people who hold terrible, regressive views. Anthony Bass showing himself to be one of these people. Now, what makes this different, I think, is important from incidents like the Yuno Escobar incident and the Kevin Pillar incident, which are the kind of ones in Blue Jays history that fit under this umbrella, is that those ones were, I think it's fair to describe them as mistakes of ignorance. They mm-hmm. were guys in... As in Pilar's, they, were in u- they were in uniform, though, as well. They were in... It was on the which, field. Which is that's, a difference. That well. is a distinction that's worthwhile. But what I'm saying is that these are guys who said they used language that was charged that it was a terrible idea to use that kind of language. They used it on the field, as you say, in uniform. Um, you know, it was misplaced. They were, you know, they're angry. They used something they've been miseducated over years to say, I'm not like, I'm not going out of my way to excuse these guys. I'm just saying like, they didn't target a marginalized community. Say like, I'm getting up this morning and I'm making it clear that I'd like to, you know, dehumanize some people today which is yeah. what anthony bass did i think it's fair to say i mean yes. I don't, i'm not sure if that's immediately what crossed his mind when his alarm went off um but you know what it's it's pretty clear what ecosystem he's been living in based on some of you know his follows 
the uh, Fox News host who rode to his defense after the popcorn incident. And called him, him and his wife friends. Yeah, so, you know, we've got a sense. So, and I, so that's basically the situation is that, you know, we're approaching the Blue Jays Pride festivities. Baseball in general, you know, they put out their thing today. And, you know, the Blue Jays, you're trying to open the game up to everyone. You're trying to make everyone feel like the game is safe for them. The game is for them. The game embraces them regardless of who they are. This is a very basic concept. This is not... It's a, you know, frankly, it's a good way to run a business is to let everyone know that uh, they're appreciated by you. And so, you know, what Bastard ran counter to that in what I would call an extreme way. So that's where we start. That's kind of any, anything. Mm-hmm. You think that's a fair summary? <laughs> I, I think that is. I mean, I would quibble maybe with, you know, of course, there are people who are genuinely, I guess, offended by, uh, by stuff like this. But I think, you know, for to me. Uh, the ecosystem that he is in, it's more of a, of a game and more of a, uh, you know, an in-group signal to, uh, to be like, Hey, let's dehumanize these people. And, and, uh, it wouldn't it be funny if we, if we massed enough support to get rid of the hard fought and hard won rights that seemed like they should have been, you know, that should have been obvious, obvious years ago, uh, the, you know, that are relatively new and therefore maybe a little more, uh, precarious than others uh and and that has you know quickly escalated beyond um you know the stupid completely bad faith completely untrue you know groomer stuff that they that that they began with uh and and the the trans panic and there's like literally some of the 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 thought leaders on the the chud side of the world uh literally just like openly will talk about how they expect you know this basically hate campaign uh will play out and what they want and what their goals not necessarily what their their goals are but what their goals are with or what they think is is the way to really uh to make to have this take hold and have this be you know just a, a culture war issue uh when it's something that you know is you know any right thinking person obviously understands uh that that's that that that's insane and these people you know should not be <laughs> campaigning for uh you know against people's rights uh but but that that's that that that's a way that they can you know uh the the grifty sort of side of it is you know do you want an audience and that's that's a button that they're they've decided to push and that's like the fox news host uh who counts anthony bass's wife among their friends and many others on that side so you know i i i like i say i'm sure and there are better there are people better equipped than me to talk about about you know running into uh very religious people who genuinely do have problems with the but it, but what is offensive is that i don't i don't see that here i think it really is a thing that they hide behind a guy like the the bass would do uh whereas it's more it's more a game and it's more a, a, a intentional provocation um just to be a bully yeah, I think that's well said. I also, the context is very important here too. I mean, you know, you're talking about a situation where in places in the United States, largely where Republicans are in power, people are literally trying to strip away the rights of people, trying to prevent them from being who they are. Um, you're talking about hate crimes rising. Uh, there's statistics in Canada on that. You're talking about people who are trans having far less positive mental health outcomes because of, I mean, it's pretty easy to draw a link to the kind of society that we're building in a lot of places that is totally unfriendly to these people who are just trying to go about their lives. 
And so the context matters because it is, it's more than just shitty, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous to put these type of thoughts out into the world because it does have a literal effect on the outcomes for people. Again, like I said, people are trying to live their lives. As you pointed out, I don't think that either of us are the ones who you guys are coming to for you know, our breakdown on this analysis. I'd like to believe we're generally both having our heads and hearts in the right place, but that's not what we're experts in. And so we're going to keep going and sort of where this intersects with the Blue Jays and how the Blue Jays are handling this, because that is more so in our wheelhouse. And that is uh, also not ideal. Not as not ideal as what Bass got up to, but still not fantastic. And so that that's step two, right? Step two mm-hmm. is is the apology. And in our podcast notes here, I've put the word apology in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah. Now, this was dreadful. I think it's uh, it's fair to say that the apology was dreadful. It's 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 a wonder to tangent here, but it, it, I mean I know the people running the organization like probably nobody is left from the Unal Escobar days, but you know I thought that was pretty bad when he started talking about how his hairdresser is the, the you know it's and, and crazy weird stereotypes where it was just like oh my god what is John Farrell doing sitting next to a man saying this, uh, but but the, I'm going to make this quick and then scurrying off. And using the word, the term pride community, which no one has ever heard of, um, it's up there with that in terms of just, you know, just plainly not getting it and trying to get it over with. Yeah, I mean, he didn't give a fuck. You know, there's no two ways about it. Like, you could say that you don't know the contents of another man's mind, but in this case, I do. (laughs) He didn't give a fuck about it. He said, I'm going to make this quick. That's about as transparent as you can possibly be in terms of not caring. I believe the whole clip lasted something in the realm of 40 seconds. Um, Out of curiosity, actually, uh, yesterday, and I thought about tweeting this stuff out, but I was a little bit awash in, uh, let's call it feedback, with what I had written about the Bass situation that I figured I would just take a break for a moment. And I got ChatGPT to write a apology for (laughs) the exact situation that Bass found himself in. And that apology was infinitely better than what we got from Bass. Like, I'm not saying that it was perfect, but it was, you know, it, it addressed, like, the, the, the sense of the damage. It addressed why what he did was wrong. It addressed what he might do in the future other than, you know, a vague point to Blue Jays' resources. Um, I don't really want to do a bunch of finger pointing here, but there was uh, in somewhere in the Twitterverse, there was someone saying that this was a perfect apology. And I can't say that that's a sentiment that I can agree with. It was it was kind of wild. But also, I think prior to this event, and I know you were tweeting a little bit about it, how you had kind of been a little bit offline at the time when all this stuff was floating around. Blissfully so, blissfully so. So... Prior to that, I don't think anyone expected anything good to come out of it. Like, I don't think that anyone thought that Bass was going to come and say, you know what, I didn't think about what I was doing. And like, this is a community that clearly I haven't made any effort. I'm not going to whatever. I'm not going to make up a good version of the apology because there isn't one. It's a terrible thing. Um, but there, there are much better versions than what he did. And it kind of reads and I like I'm not. You know, again, I'm this. I'm not reporting anything here, but it kind of reads like the team like really made him do it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're like, you really have to do this. And it, like I don't know, it's kind of like me 
Like I, the vibe of his sort of body language, and again, you can be body language police too much sometimes, but I'm feeling confident on this one. It kind of felt like when someone's a teenager and like their parents like make them, like they make you rake the leaves and you're raking the leaves like as slowly as you can possibly imagine. And you know, you're not, you're like, it was just a half, it was half-assed to every part, to the nth degree, it was half-assed. And I don't know, like, if you're the team, Stone can't, what can you do to make that bet? Like, I guess you can write a better statement that in theory he could read. I guess maybe they figured that him reading something would seem less authentic, but I think that was a miscalculation. I would have rather him read something good than say something that bad. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the team... Good, again, hard to be good, but like <laughs> read something yeah. relatively better. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, the team is, uh, you know, uh, I can't say the team is, is, has been put in a difficult position here because there is a very easy way out of the position they're allowing themselves to be in. And as I wrote, the, uh, you know, in, in my, my most, my, the second time I wrote about this garbage nonsense issue, not, not people's rights, but having to talk about Anthony Bass and the Chud army who's out there being like, oh, they're mad at him because he apologized because he shouldn't have to because, you know. Man alive, uh, hor- horrible, not cool people. Here's where we're losing the- <laughs> of listeners, but uh, but you know the like the Blue Jays. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, but and and it's it's just you know. So now he's making the manager have to answer for him. The bar- the broadcasters don't know what's going on. Uh, it's a like Bud-, Bud Light is a literal like major sponsor of the team. It, it seems to me like you know if you're the Blue Jays, uh, the decision to not suspend him or to not you know maybe they should have worked on instead of working on getting him to get in front of microphones for 40 seconds finding a way to see if there's something in the the code of conduct or the social media policy that they could have used to uh to show that you know some leadership on this which they absolutely did not do yeah i mean like you said it's funny because there are some times in sports where teams get forced into the situation like a a quote-unquote tough situation where they have to make this choice where you're either going to stand behind a player who has done a terrible thing whatever that thing is or has been accused of it and you're going to face the consequences but you know maybe the player is a long-term part of your future or like a star player the guy's on billboards everywhere and you know they're maybe making a cynical calculation of like you know what uh, and again, I, this is not me not saying that Vladdy's up to anything terrible, but like, let's say Vladdy had done this. They're now saying like, okay, well, this guy is, has been a face of the franchise. Are we going to find a way to rehabilitate this player and like really, you know, walk down the Kevin Pilar road, but better, you know what I mean? Like really work on this and really like put this out in the public every day of the week that we're, we're doing everything we can with the situation. We're trying to make this guy get it. Or you could have fucking Anthony Bass, who's like your eighth reliever, <laughs> yeah. who, who's not signed through the end of this year. And I'm not like, I don't know, we could argue about like moral philosophy and whether you should get rid of Vladdy too if he does this. But, and like, you know, maybe that weakens the argument. The reality is though, you don't even have to fucking think about it if it's Anthony Bass. Like, he's he has been slightly better recently. Like, he's been a replacement-level guy who's at the back end of your bullpen that the manager doesn't trust. Like, what are we doing here? 
that and that's you know that is the, that's the strange strange thing and and, and you know uh they they could have learned because you know you you make a hypothetical but they had the Roberto Osuna situation uh where they did get rid of him but not until after doing the cynical thing by saying that they're going to they're going to keep him and letting everybody know that they that, that when the suspension ends that he's on their roster and all that and then they were working behind the scenes and you know maybe people and I I know I've seen this sentiment online that people are sort of hopeful that they they might do that but then it, it's just like you say I mean it's Anthony Bass and it, it's like his contract it's not a big contract it's 3 million dollars we're at 2 months through the season so two thirds of that 2 million dollars left that's like are you you're playing you're paying Jay Jackson and, and Jordan Luplo that much like, I, I, I understand that, you know, there is a, there's a marginal loss to be taken there. Um, but that seems like a pretty easy move for me, for them to have made. And I don't, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of, you know, so can you, can you just release a guy? for no reason i think i'm pretty sure if you if you continue to pay him the union really isn't going to say anything right like you honor the contract and just say go home um i think that there's grounds to to do so anyway and would be you know if there's anything but it's not like they're they would have to void the contract i don't know if that the money you know it, it it's just not that important his role is just not that important he's just not that important it, this is very easy to make go away and they kind of passed the point where they could have done the right thing on that yeah, I mean, they, they they missed their moment if they're going to, like, you know, it's still better to to do it late, you know, than to not do it. Sure. But but they missed the moment to say, oh, we saw this, we addressed this, this is not what our franchise is about, and it's over. And it Well, ha- I, need to, I think they need to use some, you know, some of their resources to educate themselves <laughs> and maybe take some steps to not have them miss that moment the next time. But I mean, like you said, it happened with Osuna too. And again, you know, they are different situations. Not everything is one to one. But you know, it's you know, it didn't learn from some of these previous situations. I find myself wondering. And again, a lot of this is speculation. A lot of what we're dealing with is speculation. And it is sometimes you have to be a little bit careful when you're speculating on things like this. But I do wonder if they worry that if they cut Anthony Bass that will send a message to other players in the game in an mm-hmm. Anthony Bass, who are in a, the Anthony Bass way. I've had uh, this thought myself, yeah. And whether they feel like that will put them at a disadvantage in terms of their relationship with players and the future acquisition or retention of players. And so they're willing to take potentially this PR hit on Anthony Bass and uh, and and by and by so doing not send this message to other players who are often from places in the United States that are more likely, though not guaranteed, uh, to generate humans who have this type of belief system. And so they don't want to be known as like the team who cut a guy for speaking his mind. And this is the phrase that people often use to defend this type of behavior. And there's such a big difference between speaking your mind and targeting marginalized groups that it's not even funny, but some people can't tell the difference. And some people, if the Blue Jays were to cut Anthony Bass, would say this is a team that is cutting a guy for speaking his mind and for being 
Um, you know, again, the religious angle can be roped into that too. Like, are the Blue Jays an anti-Christian franchise is a question that, like, it's funny, the, the Colorado Rockies got all this flack in the past for being like a super Christian franchise, and that was problematic for them in certain ways. And if in the player base, the Blue Jays were seen as a quote-unquote anti-Christian franchise, and I'm not saying that that would be a justified way to see it, but some people might, and I think they might be scared of that outcome. I I think that that is that that is a, a, like I say a thought I've had. Um, I think that that's that that would that would push this discussion in a way in a, into a place that gets really cynical because that's the sort of cynical response to it. Um, you know, because I think that 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 it, we would be doing a disservice to the whole topic to be you know which we we probably have to and I probably will in a second. But you know, the the, the point here is to not dehumanize people and to not use your platform as a major league baseball player to say you know. I support this thing, which the end game of which is that these people need to have their rights stripped from them. Like that's, that's grotesque and that's what it is. And it's not, you know, uh, that, that's not, you're, you're not just speaking your mind, but if you enter into the, you know, the, the, the corporate, you know, billion dollar business mindset of it and the concerns you say about that, you know, I, 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 there's Anthony Bass, I promise you is not the only major league baseball player with those politics which sucks oh i mean uh, we're which hearing is, which is why you don't which is why in the last few days it's been a, a yeah. ramp up it's why been... you don't look at your favorite players likes um yeah but but uh but they are as a general rule quiet about it and i don't you know i i think that you could frame this had they uh you know had they been keener about it from the start you could frame it as okay, yeah, yeah. This, we we don't like this, right? But you're calling for a boycott of like there's a there's Bud Light signs all over the stadium. You're calling for a boycott of that. You know if 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 you know if we uh, if we had a if we had a plucky sponsor of this podcast, which you know, uh, this is a great call, a great episode to uh, <laughs> to really. Put yeah. it out there that we're. Uh, but we're like, if we started calling for, for a boy, boycott of a sponsor, yeah, I, I think that that would, I think that that would be, you know, grounds for the relationship to be reassessed in its own right. You know, I think that when you're hanging your manager out to dry to have to answer these questions, I think that is grounds for the relationship to be to be reassessed. And you know, while that is not what uh, what I personally find. Uh, abhorrent about about this it's uh it's certainly i think you can construct a case where what you're doing is making it clear that this was this isn't about him saying this you know having particular views it's about him vocalizing them in a way that hurts sponsors in a way that hurts you know all the all the ancillary stuff that really isn't at issue here and that i feel bad you know distract you know like going away from the the fundamental part of this which is you know st- stop being garbage to and a bully to you know people who are already marginalized enough uh, but I think you could do it that way. Uh, gets a lot tougher when you just let him walk onto the mound unless he's showered with booze uh, and de- you know de facto stand by him. Yeah, so that's that's step three, right? He came into the game, and I, like I remember talking to people about this situation. You know, it's just been a topic of conversation uh, uh, yesterday. Before I guess it was yeah Wednesday before the game happened, and I was like, "There's no way that they pitch him at home. Like they would just." You know, again, this is sort of the cynical PR calculation. Just avoid that situation, go on the road, 
use him in New York if you really need to, and then kind of reevaluate the situation. I was pretty surprised to see him come into this game, and I was, you know, enheartened to see the response he got from. I'm not that I expected anything different necessarily, but the you know the fan base was very clearly very educated on what had happened and clearly making a stand on how they felt about Bass in the game, which again was I think in your piece you called it you know one of the cooler things you've seen a Roger Center crowd do, but it's I mean, true. But it is like it is a cool thing to see thousands of people stand up to you know a guy like you kind of described as a bully, someone who wants to punch down, and that that was a cool moment you know for humanity for the Blue Jays not ideal and it just seems like it seems very odd like can you know we talk about sort of making this case for finding a way out of here like is there a world where this response from the fan base is something that can go towards them being like they don't want to have him around anymore and i don't know he's lost the room i mean marcus stroman says he's lost the room already um <laughs> but i i mean i think that that's why it was as vocal as it is i mean apart from obviously you know why it was it was hurtful to so many people and and, and offensive um but yeah i they the the fans there wanted the wanted it wasn't just about booing bass it was to have their voices heard that this is unacceptable uh, don't make us cheer for this person who uh who wants our friends and our family and our coworkers you know to to again to have rights stripped and to not be treated like humans like it's uh they sent a very clear message and and like I said before I mean the blue jays should be maybe taking some steps and using some resources and thinking about how they ended up here and how to not do it again cuz uh like it it just it, it it's it's all been avoidable um Especially as you, well, as you say, and as is, you know, as somebody who, you know, we're having an uncomfortable conversation on Mike about it. I mean, thank God he's such a, you know, he's a terrible pitcher. He's not, you know, he's not good enough for this, for this to matter. And it had it been a, a you know, it would be a, a weirder conversation. Maybe it would be weirder for a lot of people. I don't think it, I don't, I like to believe it wouldn't be weirder for me if this was a, uh, a core piece of the team, but uh, but the team would this, think about it differently. That's yeah, undoubtedly absolutely, true. Like, absolutely. And fans would think about it differently too. Everybody, you know, plays GM in their own way. Um, and, and, and this one just seems easy because I mean, even before this, you know, people didn't like was the pop because the popcorn thing, uh, people, you know, people didn't don't like him because they didn't watch him pitch. You know, he just, it, it, it's, it, it just, it seems like a, uh, like a no brainer that, uh, that, that I, <sighs> I don't, you know, because like I say, there's guys in that room probably, undoubtedly, in fact, who share Bass's politics, I would think. That's, you know, that's... there's To one extent or another. Yes. I mean, it's just like, like, I mean, Twitter is not a reflection of the real world, but, and especially right now when it's just overloaded with with these kind of human garbage, people paying $8 to, to make the same three jokes over and over again, but like... There's a lot of that sentiment out there. There's people out there who genuinely seem to believe, like, oh, you know, half the people were booing him because of what he said. Half are booing because of, you know, the fact that he dared to apologize for it, uh, which is, Jeez, you know, what a, kind a of level- shithead you have to be to be like, <laughs> oh, you know what was wrong with that? The fact that he apologized, the fact that his yeah. apology was too genuine. Well, he, it's, he, it, he backed mean, off that great position there. 
it's Jesus. it's uh i mean that's that's somebody desperately trying yeah. to cope but also these people are so well conditioned to just to just like oh the t you know the my side wants me to think that well i'll go ahead and think it because i am, i am just a vacuous piece of garbage well willing to you know cause harm in any way just because it gives me a, a laugh or makes me think that my side is winning somehow it's brain poison we we, we all know about brain worms um but yeah it's uh, <sighs> I, I don't know i don't know it maybe it's maybe it's tricky maybe there's support in the room maybe they would think that's ma- bad maybe they maybe the, the the jays and other teams would be afraid of like this is like a parachute for those kind of guys if they don't like the situation they're in on the team like oh if we set this precedent oh, then jesus that's oh that's, uh, that's that, galaxy that branding it a little million bit ways of <laughs> but but you know i i, I don't know that's the i i am otherwise at a loss to understand uh why this wouldn't be so simple here's uh, my from an organization that that especially you know pushes that that they are inclusive and 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 says all the right things and to just watch them not back any of that up unsurprising because that's what corporate pride and kind of is but also you know and when you get down to it they're cynical um but still disappointing as hell here's my a super galaxy brain take on them actually using him is there a world where they think that it's somewhat punitive to use him at home <laughs> where they like want him to feel the extent of like how i don't know like because he clearly doesn't get it at all like he clearly doesn't get it at all and maybe well, i think he gets it i think he i think he you know no did a provocative thing and 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 is like i don't think know, he yeah, gets my little the way, shut arm he gets it he doesn't get the way that it like actually profoundly hurts people i think he gets the way that it like owns the libs and the libs are the bad guys and like in his mind they're like crying because they're because they don't because they hate right. christianity or something i don't think he gets the way that doing this profoundly like hurts people and how making people feel unwelcome to live you know do the things that they love and care about in their lives genuinely hurts people i don't think he has empathy at all but uh, it would be hard to be on that side of things and have it so yes i can i can agree there so is there a world where putting him in the game is meant to give him a sense some sense of like the <laughs> magnitude of the hurt that he caused, and this is a tactic. I get. I told you this was Galaxy Brain. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. I mean, well, looking at watching John Schneider and and Pete Walker, and, and to a lesser extent Don Mattingly, as as that was all unfolding, um, suggests to me that uh, I don't think that's what that was. Okay. Well, I thought that maybe it'd be fun to have one moment of optimism <laughs> in you know our celebratory hundredth episode. Uh, it's not about us. It's about what's going on with the Blue Jays. And with the Blue Jays, and I think we're, I mean, largely, I think we're just going to stay here. But what do you, like, what do you think happens next? Like, we, you know, we're kind of talking about what they should do, what they should have done, how this situation has been mishandled. Like, what do you think they're going to do? Like, what does the next little bit look like? Because, you know, we've got a pride celebration coming up. If he's just kind of pitching every three, four days and hanging out and we're not seeing anything like that feels like another inflection point. Like, what are we, what should we be expecting? I guess. I mean, just to, you know, to continue the, the, to project the cynicism onto them, you know, I think that it, while it will still have been a, a hurtful episode to a lot of people, 
uh, were he to quietly go away, uh, and people will still you know re- remember uh, the way it's been fumbled and the way it's been handled. Uh, if you if you get rid of him, if you trade him, if you then then you'll have people saying, okay, well they got an asset for him, and then they didn't have to do the thing where they just got rid of rid of him for nothing, and they just needed a little time. And I think that the, that it, it it would go away a little more quietly and quickly that way, and as, which is kind of the way those things happen and have happened in the past. Um, and so I mean I think that that's probably where it goes. I think if they especially especially and. Uh, if people keep reacting in the same way, I mean, maybe it'll just be one thing, one time thing, and people will not, uh, will not boo him the next time he's he you know makes an appearance at home. Um, I'd be surprised. I would be surprised, and I would be surprised. You know, you can't, and you you know, you can't, you can't carry a guy who you can only pitch at home. So you know, it, it's he'll it's going to happen again until they do something about it. Um, so, you know, yeah, I think, and this is the other thing about, you know, their lack of discipline internally is like, okay, are you devaluing that asset? Are you making it clear you that you don't, uh, that you, you don't want other teams to the, the Sharks to start circling and try to get him for nothing? Uh, this was he's a guy who was pretty worth, good last year, he's but he's worth not worth really no. anything. I mean, not like, not literally nothing. Like if this had never happened, but if this had never happened and the Blue Jays had tried to trade him. Like, you're not looking at anything meaningful. No, which is, you know, 99% of baseball trades. And we had people agonize over it. And it's just like, oh, maybe just a tiny scrap of marginal value. And that's, you know, that's what we're all in this for. And it's like, uh, fuck, make it up somewhere else. Make a good fourth round pick or some shit. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, for real. I I, I don't know. But that, that to me, if I'm advising them, at this and joining the 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 advice uh late this late in the game uh like i mean you could suspend him right now you could be like yeah we made a mistake we fucked up we we should have we should have handled this differently and our fans made it clear to us that we should have and now we're going to do something different uh that's better than just sitting on their hands i think but you know uh longer short term i think you look to move him and uh, and and if not i don't know that it goes away as quickly and easily as you would like and it's especially with you know considering the month that it is and the uh, the the pride days that are coming up yeah i mean it it is at the end of the day obviously there are times where you you kind of overestimate the value of the fan base to the front office to the people running it like sometimes their thoughts are a little bit kind of paternalistic about the fan base it's like oh we know what's good for the team and you know the fans may want this or that but you know they're emotional and they don't know baseball the way we do and a lot of the times that's true like a lot of times what fans would be calling for is not necessarily the right thing for the franchise and sort of cooler heads have to prevail but you know, in this case, you know, sometimes there comes that occasion where it is time to listen to what the fan base has to say about something because they are ultimately the customers. They're ultimately the people who are making everything possible. And I'm not saying that people are going to suddenly stop going to Blue Jays games if they hold on to Anthony Bass, but some people might. And just angering them and alienating people over so little a thing, losing such goodwill potentially and i'm not saying that whatever this pride event was going to be over the weekend was going to be some unbelievable success that like unlocked 
a new part of the Blue Jays community, but who knows? Maybe it was. What I do know is that if suddenly, if this event takes place and Anthony Bass is still on the roster, that rings pretty hollow. Like, you cannot tell people, we are here for you. Like, we're in a fight with you. We understand you've been through a lot, and we want you to know that no matter what, you have a place here. And then also tell them, we've got this guy, and he's not (laughs) very important to us, but we figured it would be inconvenient to get rid of him. So we're just going to hold on to him, despite the fact, you know, it's pretty clear that he thinks you guys are subhuman. Like, you can't do that. Those aren't two things that are compatible with one another. And I'm sure maybe there are some people who don't care, some people who totally separate who say, like, whatever, you know, I'm going to have my experience at the ballpark, and I don't really give a shit who these players are, and I don't expect them to be saints anyway. But for a lot of people, this is a really big deal. And, like, you know, I had people DM me and, you know, talk to me about the idea that, like, it would be hard for them to be a Blue Jays fan beyond this point if they can't handle this situation. Like, people think that that's hyperbole, and the reason that people think that that's hyperbole in most cases is because they haven't had a scenario like that where a team or a group or a company made them feel so much like they weren't cared for. And so it's easy, you know, for me, like to be like, Oh, well I, you know, I'm a straight white guy. I've been relatively safe and welcome in almost every room I've entered in my life. And that's an insane amount of privilege that I carry with that. It's harder for me to envision that scenario because that hasn't happened to me, but it does happen to people. And for those people, when you tell them, we don't care about people like you, that is a huge deal. And that can totally close them off to you and justifiably so. And the Blue Jays are going to close themselves off to a ton of people if they don't deal with the situation and they've already fucked up. Yeah. And I, and not even, you know, other people see it. Other people also see the hollowness of what, you know, what you're selling on one hand and what your, what your actions are actually uh, uh, saying about how you really think. Yeah, like I look forward to seeing what prospect they get for Anthony Bass at this point. Like, then it'd be like, this is the guy. This is the guy we sold our souls for. Was uh, this twenty-five-year-old catcher at Double A? He's hit, yeah. he's hitting two thirty-one, but he his his pop time seventy-second percentile. It's not bad. He might he might <laughs> he might throw the odd guy out. I, I you know and. I know who cares. That would be that would be fine. Uh, just, just back to the fans for a second, just because, like, yeah, it is a it's a great message for the fans to have sent, which is shitheads not welcome, and and you know what, we'll we'll take a slight loss of marginal value uh, <laughs> between this replacement level guy and whatever the next replacement level guy is. Um, I'm sure to have our voices heard and let you know that this is bullshit. What are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. Like Jay Jackson can be taught not to tip pitches. Yeah, it's fine. He'll, he'll figure it out at some point. There are guys. There are guys that you can have on this team who let Nate, let Big Nate pitch three innings. Let's go. Oh man, if it, if we were doing a different podcast, I'd love to talk Big Nate. He's absolutely <laughs> killing it right now. Yeah, but that's not. This is not what episode 100 is about. I think we, you know we get 38 minutes deep into this. I just don't feel like it's time to turn it over to like you know 12 minutes of hey, how about that curveball? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think I don't know. I'm I'm kind of more or less happy to wrap it here. You know, I don't know what other great insight we can bring. I also don't know if we've done you know this conversation the most justice. We got on the mic and. Um, we tried and the Blue Jays fan base 
um, has pro- has already made more of an impact than us by doing what they did in that game. Uh, and you know, I appreciate that that happened. Like you said, very cool. And we'll we'll continue to monitor the situation from here. Um, any closing thoughts for episode 100? Well, I'm with you. I want to see what 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 prospect what prospect comes back for him. <laughs> All right, get out, get out of here, fuck it. So we will have, I would say, probably a different feeling show next week. Uh, but you never know. You never know. They've, it seems like baseball has opened up a can of worms here. So there's some, uh, you know, there's some garbage around every corner. We'll see what happens.